Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey, everybody, it's Gene Marks, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we've got coming up the governor of Colorado, Jared Polis. Stay tuned. So, Governor, so first of all, thank you so much uh, for joining me. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Um, you are you, know, you come from a family and a background of entrepreneurs. I know you're a big supporter of small business. Um, you're running for re-election in 2022. So like, this is like your chance here, right? I mean, we're, my audience are small business owners. Uh, you know, many of them are in Colorado. Uh, you know, tell us how your administration has benefited uh, small businesses in Colorado. And, and tell me as well, like what your plans are for your next term. Well, as you know, Gene, my own world comes out of more kind of venture-backed businesses, and we're very proud that Colorado's uh, small businesses have raised over $6 billion in venture capital in the last year. Uh, we're doing everything we can to really get on a map for, mm. for destination of capital. But we also know that a lot of uh, small businesses are family-owned and never need to raise outside capital. Uh, we've, uh, we've reduced the need for tens of thousands of our small businesses to file something called the Business Personal Property Tax or pay it. We've reduced the income tax rate twice in our state. We've exempted uh, Social Security benefits uh, from, from the income tax. And one of the cool things we're looking to do this year is making it free to start a business, uh, Gene. So now, you know, it's $75 or $100 to incorporate. But if your whole budget to start a business is $500, that's a lot of money. It is. So if we make that filing free free for the year. Uh, we want to just further send that message that, you know, you might have always had this idea and uh, there might be a reason, of course, to pursue, you know, limited liability through through company. And we're going to make that free to you. That's great. Um, you know, it's funny. I was I was just saying before we went on, went, went on and started this conversation, my wife and I were in Colorado Springs for for about a week a couple months ago, which is just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, we see. We went to like a few local restaurants, Governor, right? And there's a lot of, you can see there's a lot of small businesses that, you know, people eating lunch there and whatever. And, you know, I'm from Philadelphia. Colorado seems like a million miles away from, from the East Coast, from Washington. You know, there are you know, big bills that have been going through Washington, trying to get through like the Build Back, you know, Better Bill. You know, how do you convince or, you know, how do you persuade your constituents that, uh, you know, what's going on in Washington really does benefit Colorado businesses. When I when I, I get the yeah. feeling that most business owners in your state would be more inclined to say, please leave us alone and let us run our own business, you know? Well, in general, that's true, Gene, but I think certainly so many Colorado small businesses uh, participated in the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, PPP. I think it really hit the mark. Most businesses got it through their bank, not too hard, uh, you know, the right level of uh, oversight. So I think many businesses are grateful for that. And then some that were particularly hit from the pandemic got that second round too. In our state, that wasn't as many restaurants because most of our restaurants were open during that period, but certainly some uh, did. We also provided sales tax relief here in Colorado. So our restaurants collect normally a 3.9% sales tax for a number of months. Uh, we were able to pass the bill through our legislature saying you get to keep that. So that's 3.9 net on top of what you normally collect. Uh, so I, you know, I'm proud of how everybody's come through this, but no question. Uh, when you look at what really one federal thing, paycheck protection program absolutely helped a lot of Colorado businesses. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, it's funny with, with businesses. You know, I mean, again, I cover small businesses and so many of us want to be independent, independent, and then COVID hits. And, you know, people are like, well, how can the government now help us? You know? So it does. Yeah. And here's an important thing to point out too. You know, I mean, it's certainly in some times and in some places, 
there were government restrictions that hurt business, but frankly, the bigger part of it was consumer behavior. I mean, while our restaurants were open during much of this, there weren't a lot of people going out when the virus was high, right? Um, so w- whether the local county had open or closed, uh, it was more a function of consumer behavior. People just weren't doing the same things because of the elevated risk. And, uh, and that affected areas that had restrictions and areas that didn't. Uh, and that's why I'm very grateful the federal government, Republicans and Democrats did come together around PPP, because I think that played a big role in sustaining our economy uh, going forward and really uh, positioning ourselves for a really robust recovery, which is what we're having now in Colorado and across the country. We are back above 2019 levels in employment in almost every key sector. Um, so this is a strong recovery. Small businesses in your state are dealing with two big issues that businesses around the country are dealing with this year. You know, one is inflation related to supply chain and the other is is labor shortages. So let me first ask you about, you know, inflation, rising costs, you know, supply chain issues. You know, what are you telling your your small business constituents? What kind of help can the state provide? Uh, What advice have you been giving? Yeah. So uh, like everywhere in the country, we're having an upward pressure on wages Uh, isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's really not for the workers and they're earning more and they're spending more. But it's also difficult because businesses are having trouble filling slots and their expenses are growing up. It's all part of that that figure of inflation. There's a lot of causes to this, Gene. You can have economists on here and they can debate monetary policy, you know, uh, war in Ukraine, uh, you know, government spending. Uh, supply chain interruptions. There's probably some truth to all of those. They probably all contribute. To, uh, but but the, but the issue is, how do we solve it? How do we reduce costs? So right. that's, again, a reason in Colorado, we've cut the income tax twice. We're trying to reduce fees. Uh, I've called on the federal government to suspend their gas tax. We're going to avoid a two cent per gallon fee on gas here. The federal uh, per gallon gas uh, tax is 18 cents. If we can do a one-year holiday, that would be helpful for, for people. So there's a lot of things we can do to ease that pressure. And, and we're really focused on reducing fees and costs uh, here in Colorado, and hopefully the federal government will have the same focus. All right, sounds good. So the second big issue is is labor disruption, as you know. You know, there's a 11.3 million nationally, you know, unfilled jobs. But and by the way, as you know as well, this was a problem before COVID. It's just been exacerbated because of the pandemic. So you know, coming back to you again, what what more can you be doing? What more can the state be doing to help small businesses find people and help pay? Two them? things. I think we can be creative about the nature of work, meaning how do we lean into the fact that sometimes it's easier to fill a full time job with two people working twenty hours a week because that's what people want to do, right? And how do you lean into that as a state, as an employer, the private sector facilitating benefits? The fact that where the market is today, many people might prefer to work part-time or two part-time jobs or flexible hours. And, and that can be challenging, but you know, when you're given uh, you know, lemons, you make lemonade. I mean, it's not about how do you convince people to take the 40-hour week job, it's how do you meet them and how do you get the productivity you need if in fact that's not where they are, right? So that's uh, number one. Number two is really upskilling, reskilling, training. Uh, we have people in our state, absolutely, right? How do we get them the skills that they need to earn more for themselves and fill critical key roles in the economy. And that's whether it's the construction industry, you know, early childhood education and daycare, you name it. Uh, there's people that are willing to do the work and we need to figure out through our community college uh, training system apprenticeships. We're doing all of the above here in Colorado, uh, how they get the skills they need to be able to fill that important role that they have the desire to uh, and the ability to, but they just need the training. You had mentioned community colleges, but any other thoughts for your next term as to what type of programs or things you might want to consider that would help get that training for businesses to hire good people? 
We've been big on apprenticeships here in Colorado, and uh, we've been highlighting both uh, conventional areas like the trades, of course, electrician, plumbers, but really extending to office jobs and many other companies. Um, and this is, uh, we have a great program career-wise that works with high schoolers that are apprenticed several days a week. And if they uh, write, graduate right from high school, usually with a job offer uh, at, at a company where they had an apprenticeship and already got trained up, but also for people of all ages. So uh, while our community colleges are adaptable, they're good at partnering, they're nimble, uh, it's also above and beyond that and, and really looking at a workforce transformation. And we fundamentally have to look at workforce readiness in a different way uh, than we did for the last century. Okay, fair enough. Um, two quick more questions, and I'll let you go. Um, uh, first, it has to do with minimum wage. Uh, Colorado's minimum wage is now up to twelve dollars and thirty-two cents. Um, give us your thoughts on minimum wage. Again, from a, from a, you, the small business owners in your state are seeing it rise. Obviously, that is contributing to all the other costs that they're seeing rise. Um, Give us your thoughts on minimum wage. Well, I think most small business owners would be thrilled if they could find people that were willing to work at $12.32 an hour. I mean, frankly, the, the minimum starting wage across almost every job is 15 bucks an hour here. I mean, it's it, maybe you get you know teenagers for less or something. But I mean, for most jobs, if you are serious about getting good folks, you're at at least $15. In fact, our just uh, major mountain resort, Vale Resorts, big employer, they just upped the bar to 20 bucks an hour minimum, yeah. right? It's be hard for some small businesses to keep up. So uh, of all the things people are worried about, uh, minimum wage is not high on that list um, because real employers know they're already, you know, paying a few bucks an hour more than that and, and, and really struggling to attract talent even at that rate. Okay, great answer. Um, finally, uh, Colorado um, consistently leads in lots of studies uh, around the country for a state that is good for attracting startups. So your chance now to give a pitch uh, for the state, you know, like why is it a good environment to move your business there or even relocate employees there? Best place to start and grow a business. That's why we attracted over $6 billion in venture capital investment um, last year. Uh, low taxes, lower cost of doing business, very innovation friendly. Uh, not only do we have great uh, community colleges and colleges, but it's also a great place to attract talent from both coasts across the country and across the world. We got a central location right here in Colorado. And of course, world-class opportunities for fishing, hiking, and skiing all within hours of where you live. So we really have uh, a lot going on here for quality of life and uh, it's a great place to grow a business. Yeah. You know, you sold me. I was sold when we visited Colorado Springs, like I said, a few months ago, but you have reinforced that as well. Governor, thank you very much. Great information and uh, good luck in the election this year. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Take care. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.